four. Here we go. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow here on Outkick.com. Chad, we were rushed to get back for break there. Hutton, I hope you don't have to pee today. I have no idea how long the breaks are. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, we will. Uh, we'll have plenty of time. Uh, I, love, I love working on the seat of my pants. So, this is so Carrot Top is right over here, right yeah. across from us here at Radio Row, Super Bowl 58. Um, he looks awful. He looks, he looks awful. It's almost, it's so bad, I think it's a stunt. Look at him. Like he's, he's doing a bit? This is performance yeah, I mean, art, you're I saying? Would say, I would say he slept outside, but I don't think he slept. You see him? Yeah. Looks like someone playing the role of Carrot Top. I think something's going on. I, I think you're right. Either he's, he's doing something to play a part, or there's something really wrong. Yeah, well, it's been the uh, discussion point on Radio Row with a couple of other people that he's walked by. We hope for the best. Yeah, oh, no doubt. Yeah, but Either I mean, way. he's, I mean, I know it's, it's so. He's still got like, some he, absolute he, pythons for arms, though. I'm he's he's like, really been hitting the gym. Is this walking Phoenix style? Like, is he walking around yeah. wanting us to think that? I don't know. You think he's preparing for a, a role? We can ask him. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Not like, that. Uh, Polly Shore. Maybe a show. Who we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's playing Richard Simmons in a movie, apparently, and he's gone completely method for that. Maybe that's what Could uh, you do Carrot that? Top's doing. No, I, I wouldn't want to do that. I'd like to be able to separate pretend from reality if you're an actor. You, you know, Daniel Day, Lu- Day Lewis, who's in character all the time. Right. On sets. Well, not anymore. He's I retired. watched the um, Jim Carrey documentary where he was method for Man on the Moon as Andy Kaufman and just completely pissed off everyone on set. Yeah. Because he was doing the pranks that Andy Kaufman would do and wrestling people and getting into legitimate fights with Jerry the King Lawler on set. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to go that route. Chad, let me... Uh, I've got thoughts on the NFL's policy here in Las Vegas. They bring the Super Bowl to Las Vegas, and you'll you'll vouch for this. We we have we we've talked to many players, league employees. They are terrified about having the perception of even being around a casino. And this is the NFL's policy where they have put out a memo prior to this, where you've got KC and and San Fran staying well away from the Strip. That's fine. I mean, it, more can happen there than just, you know, betting on the league or anything. But, you know, Goodell has put out this memo where he's quoting uh, uh, and saying, like, hey, we, we highly anticipated and thrilling event in Las Vegas. Fans across the globe tuning in to game and related events. We must all do our part to protect the integrity of our game, the integrity of our game, and avoid even the appearance of improper conduct. The, the, the fact that it's you're not even doing anything wrong. It's just the appearance of improper conduct. League employees, by the way, cannot be in a casino, period. I went on the road with the Tennessee Titans whenever we stayed in Arizona. I was the lone person who was not employed by the team, a part of the radio network. I stayed down the street in a casino, the walking horse, whatever, right outside of Glendale. Meanwhile, the entire team and league employees could not physically come into my hotel because of this policy. You would be fired then. Since then, we have seen all the partnerships, millions, millions of dollars of partnerships between the, the trio. you got DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM. You have, it, Titans are a good example. Their media studio, which is state of the art, by the way, is sponsored by BetMGM. If you walk around here at Radio Row, you'll have players and league employees sitting with a backdrop that's probably sponsored by a casino. Yet, you're going to be fired if you step foot in one. This is stupid. This is the same league where if you hit a woman, as long as you're good, you'll play again. But if, 
if you're a, an employee and you're, how dare you touch a casino chip, you're ousted. And they'll say, well, we'll, we'll it'll, case by case basis, that's BS. You think a, a, a league employee is going to get away with that? No. No. But yet, uh, what they will get away with is making money. They're cashing in, just like they cash in all the time. And what we're not doing is cashing in on this hypocrisy. It's, it's so much of a money grab and the perception. I don't know why they don't follow the Major League Baseball's model. The perception of Major League Baseball is if you are caught gambling, you will be suspended for life. That's because they're, they're not looking for it now. Because if they found it now, I, I use Altuve, I've used, um, uh, uh, pick their favorite player. If Shohei Otani, there you go. If it comes out that Shohei Otani is on an app and he was betting on anything, let's just say baseball, baseball period, would they ban him for life? Hell no. Pete Rose would be reinstated, and he's been banned for life. The, the idea that the NFL is now a six-game suspension, you've got a year suspension, the players can go in and get suspended and come back. League employees can't, and the NFL's looking for it. They don't want photos out, but yet they're going to play in Allegiant Stadium literally across the street from where we sit, and it's, it's okay because the owners, well, half of them could probably walk down the street and you wouldn't recognize them. Same thing for, by, by the way, the, you know, the assistant general manager of the Seattle Seahawks. Same thing. But yet, if there's a photo out about them, peace. And it's all because of the appearance. It's, uh, it's a double standard that they get away with, and they get away with it because they're in bed. They, they literally sleep with every network, and everyone's terrified. The networks are terrified of actually doing and saying something because ESPN, we saw what happened with Playmakers. They were in the doghouse. They got the worst game of the, of the lot years ago. Handful of, no, just a, just a couple of years ago with the new... Um, television agreement. Guess who's getting the best games? Guess who got Seattle? Or excuse me, uh, Kansas City. And who did they play in uh, Germany? Uh, Miami. Yeah, Miami, Kansas yeah. City. You, uh, you had the promotion for that. You also have uh, Aaron Rodgers, Monday Night Football. Every network wanted that game. Four plays in, they did. Every network wanted that game. They got the two best matchups at, when the schedule came out. ESPN did now. They've got Joe Buck. They've got Troy Aikman, who will actually speak his mind, which is why he's my favorite. But they're not really clamoring over anything like this. In fact, they're probably scared to be caught in the casino, too, because they're now partnering with the NFL from the media standpoint. Um, yeah, have some integrity. Allow these people to go in and place a bet on Major League Baseball uh, future odds, which we can see right now. Or black or red on a roulette Don't wheel. Don't bet on the game. I'm not saying bet on the game. Bet, yeah, put $100 on, on, on black if you want to. Yeah. Who cares? Who I, cares? I, I think, Hutton, we've had, well said, and I think what we've had is another classic overcorrection by someone or something in this case in the, with the NFL. Roger Goodell 10 years ago was asked about this as one of his State of the League addresses at the Super Bowl, and he was read that quote back this week and asked to explain, hey, you said 10 years ago the integrity of the league would always be questioned, and it wouldn't be worthwhile to even have a Super Bowl in Vegas. It may have been 12 years ago, but regardless of the time, it was a short time ago, relatively, where you could never talk about Vegas hosting a Super Bowl or betting on the game or any of that. So Roger Goodell knows that. He knows that clip exists of him saying that. 
He also knows that his league wanted to get a piece of the pie with legalized online sports gambling, and they were always going to get a piece of that pie. So when they started taking their piece of the pie and they started scarfing it down, that pie, and making tons of money, the overcorrection was now I've got to lean into 2020 or 2012 Roger Goodell and go above and beyond to make sure I'm showing teeth with this, to make sure that everyone is terrified. So I'll show that, hey, we can do both. We can collect a huge check from all of these gambling companies while also hammering those, even when it's not warranted, in the league and show that I am Roger Goodell and I I mean business about the integrity of the league while also leaning into the joke that the league is scripted with their own ad campaign, right? It's, It's trying to have the best of all worlds. And Hutton, I like what you said with that because it's trying to have the best of all worlds while punishing those that don't really need to be punished and taking things too far. It's the classic overcorrection by Roger Goodell. That's what we're witnessing right now, and that's why everyone's terrified. You know, we're, we're going to have Jalen Hyatt coming up, right? Everyone we talk to in the league that's here on Radio Row. We'll have Michael Pittman later in the show. They're terrified to walk through the food court and turn the wrong direction here at Mandalay Bay because they might get photographed in a casino if they do that and they cut through it. It's crazy. Yeah. And you, you could scream it from the rooftops, but it goes away in 24 hours. The, the, the league stands to gain $2.3 billion annually from this yeah. because of the partnership. Uh, that would practically pay uh, half of what that stadium's worth right now, what they built it for. Um, it's half of what uh, we saw with Endeavor purchasing UFC, also down the street here. And, you know, the NFL is raking it in. And they'll, for the perception, for the integrity of the game, they just want the perception to be. It has nothing to do with integrity. They want you to perceive that they have integrity. Yeah. They don't care about actually having it. It's if all they about did, the perception. If they did, they would you know, treat this the same way about you know, uh, domestic violence. If you're good, it doesn't matter. Well, hell, hun, if they had integrity, you know what uh, they would do? Never collected a check from a gambling company well, and just said, hey, we meant what we said 10 years ago. Well, Everyone else can do it. We're not going to take part in it. We're not going to run ads. But I'm okay. We're not going to do any of it. But I'm okay uh, it, making but money. But we knew that was never going to happen. But the, the idea that you, can, you can't go in and play you know, blackjack is yeah. it just make, it's nonsensical. But, you know, if you don't take the Uber Lyft program through the NFL – uh, and you uh, get pulled over for DUI, I mean, you'll be suspended. But, I mean, what, what do we see from uh, recently? A general manager was suspended, what, four weeks, six weeks? You know, it, it's all about the perception of, that they care about it. It's yeah. not the actual legit reasons when it, it comes to backing this. Um, Chad, what's the perception of Tennessee and Virginia right now, knowing that they did not, the state of Tennessee and a, a judge did not grant a temporary restraining order in regards to what's taken place with the attorney general in the lawsuit. I think it's really easy to read that headline and say, I, okay, round one goes to the NCAA. I thought that too. Right, and I, I did too. When I saw it, I'm thinking, man, okay, this is, I kind of joked in our group text, like, oh boy, really doing America's bidding here. America yeah. rejoices that the NCAA won round one. But the devil's in the details because the court in the Eastern District of Tennessee when they ruled on this, basically said, I I don't have grounds to file this, to accept this temporary restraining order, but the plaintiff has the case. The plaintiff is likely to win 
with their yes. Sherman antitrust lawsuit with the NCAA. That, to me, is bigger than stopping the NCAA with a temporary restraining order on continuing their investigation into Tennessee or the other schools that are currently investigating. Because ultimately, I don't know that those schools are even going to acknowledge you know, what happens there. Now, what's the kind of doomsday scenario on this if you're a Tennessee fan or a fan of any school being investigated? It's that Nico Iamaleava is ruled ineligible and that you risk forfeiting every game if you defy the NCAA and play him anyway. And they could proceed with something like that. I mean, I would hope, Hutton, and then based on out. the response from everyone in this and how universally crushed the damn NCAA was in this, they would not take those steps. Now is the time to pause and be silent if you are the NCAA. Now is the time to reflect, take your minor victory about no temporary restraining order, but halt any investigation. And certainly don't follow through on any enforcement like ruling a kid ineligible right now, given the current climate of what everyone thinks about your organization and public sentiment about name image likeness and how it should be conducted until you have had time and the resources to put together a true rule book. Hard and fast rules, shrink that NCAA playbook, have hard and fast rules about NIL. Until you can do that, stop, halt everything. Even though you got your way with the temporary restraining order and you don't have to, do it. Volunteer to do it. Because anything else is going to be a bad move by the NCAA, and they've made countless bad moves already. Chad, the, the perception I have, though, is if, it's, if the judge believes they're going to proceed and be successful, I don't know why you wouldn't just grant it if you know the case is going to be successful from Well, I think, and I, I've tried to read through you it. And I'm, you know, we'll have Clay Travis, Esquire, on tomorrow, our, our resident attorney, to answer this. But it was basically because, these, because the NCAA exists and you are a member of the NCAA, they have the right to investigate you. They have the right to try to administer rules. I don't have the grounds to file a temporary restraining order on right. that. But your broader point about this rule violating the antitrust deal is right. So no TRO, but if you continue this forward, you're likely to win. And I think they cited in there, you know, they can enforce uh, APR rules on eligibility. They can enforce all this. That's all within the NCAA rulebook. So they're trying to enforce another rule by trying to tie in a collective as a booster. Right, and those rules already existed, so we can't stop that. Yeah. But the broader point is going to be won by the plaintiffs, and the NCAA will ultimately lose on this if they continue to fight it. Chad, uh, speaking of Tennessee, got a former Bolitnikoff winner who chose to come out early. NIL was certainly a factor in that. Uh, he was a part of the Tennessee program, and they were recruiting Nico prior to all of this. And, well, he had to weigh the options of actually turning pro early or going back to college sport SEC with name image likeness being a factor uh, about to get into all of that with Jalen Hyatt Giants wide receiver Hot Mike with Hedda Withrow, live from Radio Row, Super Bowl 58, coming up Sunday here in Las Vegas. Glad you're with us. Outkick.com slash watch is where you can find us. Streaming live on, on X. We've got you on YouTube uh, post show as well. Just uh, subscribe to the channel there at uh, our 
channel, search out Outkick, you can hit the subscription button. You can also watch the show every day, four o'clock Eastern is when we start live streaming on X, and you can uh, hit that up, Chad, by just going to Outkick.com. You scroll up to the top, it's very simple, you just look for the watch button, and we hope you'll uh, put that in your uh, favorites list. That way you can see all the shows That's streaming right. live. Uh, full shows at the website, outkick.com slash watch. And then find Hot Mike and all your shows there, and you can watch full episodes of every show. Yep. We, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, is uh, wrapping up his uh, current interview, and he's popping over here momentarily. Uh, they've been a great job, uh, doing a great job communicating here on the tech, so we'll have him sit down with us uh, in just a moment. Um, he's a free agent. Yeah. Coming up. I want to ask him about that and if it, if it would feel like probably the NIL probably plays like college football now. Can we Everyone's t- a free agent. Can we talk a little bit about um, our conversation oh. we just had with Jalen Hyatt also? Absolutely. In, in a recap? Um, um, there should be a story up at outkick.com. You can go read about this also uh, with some analysis it, on it. It helps both sides in a weird way. Yeah. Both sides being the state of Tennessee's argument versus the NCAA. Well, there's yes, right. So that's what I, I want to hit on. Um, yes, Alejandro Avila has got a story up as of 30 minutes Thank ago. You, Jalen Hyatt had no, – we love Alejandro, yeah. by the way. E- even his love for 80 for Brady, He's which we had him right on now. to discuss. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, the guy loved 80 for a Brady more letter. than any critic Love, out there. love, love. Love letter for 80 for Brady, which I still have not watched. Jalen Hyatt had numerous big schools reach out to him before he entered last April's draft. That's one headline from that, right? He wouldn't – and I, yep. I get it. We're not asking him to rat on someone right now, but – he did say it's some of the biggest schools, and he never entered the transfer portal, right? So by definition, that's tampering, right? There's no NCAA investigation that I know of into those schools for tampering, nor do I care or am I clamoring for any NCAA right. investigation. But just kind of follow the logic here of what I'm talking about. Two, and I think this actually serves the Spire Sports Group and Tennessee's case against the NCAA. Jalen Hyatt, Bolitnikoff Award winner, admitted he was given no assurances on money he would make through an NIL collective at Tennessee. And that was the biggest factor in him electing to turn pro early, and he became a third-round draft pick in the draft, right? That's a big part of it. Now, the third part is he said, I know there's money allocated to Nico, and he used him specifically as part of it with what they had to allocate for players. But I found it interesting in how open he was about everything going on. Well, and I mean, I think players are now. What do they have to lose? No, they don't. Um, the coaches are not doing that because everyone's doing what they're complaining about. Yeah, Michael Pimm's here. Let's just sit him down. We'll sit him down here. Um, the free agent. What's up, man? Hey, Good to see you. Well, I'm not quite a free agent yet. Uh, well, sorry. Yeah, he's sorry. Not yet, but you know it's coming. Close you know enough, coming. yeah. We're going to ask you specifically up, about Teams NFL. Uh, not get you in trouble, this, we promise. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the 2023 Colts MVP right here. Yes. Uh, thank you, guys. How thank are you, man? Great, great. It's uh, great to uh, be here at such a great um, event here. Um, so you, you didn't like me saying free agent? Every college football well, player is a free agent right now. Yeah, yeah. So I we're mean, just comparing the two well, mindsets. Wouldn't well, that be fun to go back in college right now? I mean, yeah. I mean, just <laughs> Put yourself like, out in the, the open market. NIL stuff that's yeah. uh, going on. Yeah, no, I mean – I mean, like, I just missed it by, like, a couple years. There was so much money there. But, hey, like, I'm not in a bad spot now, you know. The players aren't afraid to talk about it. That's oh. what we've learned. Oh, no. I mean, I mean, because, like, it's just out there, right? I mean, coaches won't. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, and, <laughs> and I've talked to, like, coaches, and they all say it's, like, super hard now because there's so oh, much, I'm like, sure, competition man. and, like, the money aspect. Like, it's hard to keep guys. Because you have a guy that may not have been as big, like, coming out, and then he balls out. And yep. He, 
then he decides, hey, I'm going to go to LSU or USC, and I'm going to take the I'm going to take the ching. You know what I'm saying? So, what um what was year one like with Shane Steichen as head coach in Indy? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Shane like is great. Shane is one of those offensive like masterminds, and like the way that the NFL is turning, it's turning to those younger offensive-minded coaches, um, and not all of them, because like you still see those defensive coaches, and you still got guys like Andy Reid, who who isn't the youngest coach out there. Uh, but but for the most part, Shanahan and like all those guys, McVay, and and like just those younger offensive-minded coaches, I feel like are really starting to take over. So and Shane fits right in with those guys. So you're you're a, a big receiver. You know, you get the knock of not being the, the, the fastest dude yeah. out there, right? Yeah. You play fast, though. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. I, I would say um, there, there are a number of players that do this. How do you play fast? What do you work on to play fast? Um, it's really just accelerated vision, just just studying defenses and knowing coverage and, and knowing your past concepts to be like, hey, like, this concept is good versus cover three. Like, I see three high. I'm like I'm just expecting to get that pass and then that can help you catch the ball then after because like you play every play 100% but there's a different level like when you know that you're getting the ball. That, so. No doubt. And uh, you also like if you're going to play physical. Yeah. You have to be able to do it without the offensive pass interference. Yes. Are you have you reached that where you know kind of the line there because the yeah. officials uh, they're so inconsistent week to week. Yeah. There was a game where we're at, we're out of Nashville. I was uh, at the uh, Titans match. It was probably against Colts. I, I don't know. Um, where they, re- they there was a play in the end zone. They didn't even say if it was a touchdown or incomplete. They just oh. went to review without even signaling it. Yeah. I don't understand it, but you've kind of mastered that. I'm not saying you always yeah. are, you, they're OPI. I, I, it's an offensive league. Yeah. But you have been able to do it to a physical standpoint that I respect. It's so subjective that that like. There's no like universal way because you know um, the officials like you know yeah, defense. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I try and tell them be like, hey, like if you call it, like call it like both ways. Yes. So, so and then I've had a couple of those times where I felt like they weren't calling it even. They're letting the defense like get away with something. So, like so like I'm like, all right, well like let's see if I can too. And yep. then the flag comes out, <laughs> and then my my catch gets pulled back. So. Um, it's kind of just a feel thing. You got to feel every single uh, crew out, right? Uh, because they all call things differently. Some focus on certain aspects. Michael Pittman Jr. with us, courtesy of Toyota. I've got a taboo uh, question for an offensive player coming your way. Okay, offense has got worse this year. Defense has picked it up statistically across the, the, the NFL. When you really look at it, sure. offensive football was not. It's been going up, up, up. Right? You talked about the offensive masterminds, yeah. the young offensive guys getting yeah. in there. What is a contributing factor to that? Are defenses getting better? Are things called differently? Uh, is offensive line play worse? What, what is happening? You know, I actually didn't know that. Um, I just think defenses are adapting uh, because, I mean, like not that it's new because Andy Reid has been doing this for a long time, but, but just the fact that everybody's doing it now, just that high pace offense that does tempo and like mixes it in and uh, being able to stretch the field with like RPO games like I feel like teams are getting smarter um, and um, yeah it's it's they're just like adapting because that's what it's all about is the NFL is all about adapting to um, the new techniques and the new type of plays 
that are being developed, right? Because that's how we further like our game and get better and get the edge like on other teams. Chad is a is a new pickup man. He's got a truck for the first time. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a truck guy. So have Toyota's you, unveiling their yeah. new Tacoma, right? So, yeah. So they got their 2024 Toy or their 2024 Toyota Toyota Tacoma hitting. Um, they are hitting dealerships now, and they actually got one set up over there. Oh, nice! And I mean, I mean, that's a bad truck now. I'm I mean, getting the I mean, eyes over here that it's a nice truck. Yeah, over no, there, it's right? Great. No, so, I mean, so I, we should have done this from the bed of the truck. Me being a pickup man now, yeah, I know I, all about the truck. Yeah. And we could have done this whole interview there. Yeah, no, like we could carry this stuff and go over there like right now. I coach my daughter's 8U softball team, so it's really good for the equipment, right, yeah. to put in the back of the truck. I'm sure the Toyota Tacoma has plenty of bed space, right, Absolutely. for things like this? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, you could do anything from trail riding to driving the kids around to take the wife shopping. I mean, like, it's got it all. I, I, I had a truck in high school. One of my goals is to buy that truck back. I regret really? selling it. Yes. What type of truck was it? Um, it was a uh, GMC, sturdy. Okay. Um, my friend, though, had a Tacoma, and yeah. he still has it. He doesn't drive it all out. He gave it to his dad. I'm jealous that he still has the same vehicle. It was, yeah. I, I love mine, and I sold it for a dude that came in and offered me cash for it as I went to college. Yeah, yeah no, That was NIL for me. No, I mean, they have this great, just like, great thing going here, like at the uh, Super Bowl. Yeah. The Super Bowl um, experience thing, like they got this, like, course, this, like, course thing that uh, I'm going to be trying out. So uh, I'm excited. <laughs> so they set up, like, this little trail. So it's kind of like how, like, their cars are built, like, for trails. But this time, like, I like get to run through it. So we're going to see how it goes and see if I can get the best time. Uh, quick answer because yeah. they're, they're telling us we got to wrap. Oh, oh shoot, if, shoot. If, you, if you had to say that Anthony Richardson was a vehicle, <laughs> what, what would he be? Is it a Toyota Tacoma or something different, something sporty? <sighs> I'm gonna say he's probably the tundra because he's a big dude now. Yes. I mean, I mean, Anthony is is probably 245 pounds and he's still fast. So, oh yeah. So uh, he definitely like gets it going and um, he likes to lower his shoulder a little more than like we would like to see. But yep. uh, he's got all of that power. I don't want to know how the, what the answer would be for Minshew. Minshew yeah. is is the um, I would say <laughs> the Beetle. He's like Volkswagen the, Beetle. He's like the <laughs> forerunner because like he's got so many quirks about him. Like, you know, like they got that window that rolls forever. down. There you go. And like just like that, that like back like windshield. Yeah. Like, Look just, how this guy hit no, the sponsor each time right. too. No, no, Amazing no, no. job no. by like, Michael. I thought that that uh, was season a vet. Cool well done. Thing, so. Season vet as a pitch man. Hit hit well, Toyota each and every time. Thank uh, you so much for doing this, man. Thank you. Guys. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, free agent to be. Not yet, but will be. I know the Colts want to bring him back. Uh, all the teams uh, in need of wide receiver help will be looking his way. Uh, good dude. and Really again, good dude. 2023's MVP for that team, Michael Pittman. Toyota Tundra for Anthony Richardson. Pitching Toyotas every time. Yeah, you're, Smart still, guy. you're still loving the pickup, right? I am, yeah. You look great in it. I mean, you, I'm a Ford man, uh, to full, well, full disclosure. Yeah, but, you know. I was GMC. GMC yeah, Sierra I'm, Classic. I'm sure the 85. Toyota's fine. 85. Chad, you would have loved it. No free plugs over here, though. Someone <laughs> Not is, on our uh, No, this is your... You're, you always wanted to be a truck guy. Well, I always thought dream? I could be a truck guy. You pull it off. But I had to prove it to myself that I could actually be a truck guy. Right? It was the vision of myself. It's like it fits you. planning on growing a beard. You know, I don't know that I'd grow the best beard, but I like to think of myself as a man who could grow a beard if I needed to grow a beard. See, I felt the same way about being a truck guy. Don't grow the beard. I'm glad you got the truck. Yeah. I'm never going to grow a beard. Yeah. I'll, I'll we can't all it. be as fortunate as Michael Pittman Jr. gets the you know, the Toyota Tacoma, the 2024. 
uh, for making the appearances here. And I'm the sure. truck's here. We'll have yeah, to see if it. That's what he wants. Yeah. He gets whatever he wants, including uh, the free agent hall that he's about to have. Absolutely. Coming up, uh, we have the top headlines. We'll take a glance at Radio Row Plus. Uh, primary complaint as well. Uh, ours are focused here in Vegas, right? I think they are. Uh, the trip to Vegas for the me. The trip to Vegas. Yeah. Straight ahead here on Hot Mike. Tom Mike with Hunting Withrow here at outkick.com slash watch here for the rest of the week, along with uh, Charlie Arnold, who's here on Radio Row. Yep. Dan Dockers has some great guests lined up as well. Um, and Armando and Donovan right, McNabb. The five spot. Also, five yes. spot is represented. And the fade is represented with Clay That's and right. Kelly. They're going to broadcast here yeah. from yeah, Radio yeah. Row. So um, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have Clay and Kelly on at some point in the next couple days as well. So big week. And Armando's got plenty of coverage. Uh, of the game and all yes, of the news with the access that he has. Outkick.com, the place for that. All things Super Bowl 58 leading up to Sunday's game. Chad, there's not much to complain about here in Vegas. Mm -mm. Well, I, there's a lot to complain about on the trips home. We, we, we arrived. I just made note of just how miserable everyone trying to depart looked. Because you leave coming in like everyone's practically drunk on the plane, right? Oh, yeah. And you leave miserable. Everyone's Dirk Bentley. You're broke. On the flight here. And you're, just, you're just looking at, you're assessing your life and who you are on yep. the flight home, right? Yep. Um, You've seen some things by the end of your trip every Chad's, time. Chad's has an assessment of the flight here, which he previewed. Um, I've got something, an assessment of here on Radio Row. It is time for primary complaint. It's time to air our top grievance of the week. You can complain all you want. My job is so unfulfilling. Don't run away from your feelings. It's time for Hot Mike's primary complaint. Guys, my primary complaint this week, and I'm bringing a prop here. Water. Water. You were inspired by Carrot Top with the prop. He uses props. You're like, you know what? I'm going to use a prop. I was Carrot inspired because this is the holy grail on Radio Row. No free shout-outs, but this is Aquafina. It's owned by Pepsi. Pepsi also owns um, Life Water, I believe. Two different brands. You can find Pepsi here all over the place, Pepsi products. What you can't find is water. Um, it is going on a scavenger hunt to find these. They're available apparently very early in the morning, and that's it, because they're hoarded. You go in, and you, uh, people are grabbing, because it, this is gold. This is cash. This is cash money here at the casino. I, uh, Chad, we need water all the time. Everyone does. But when we're here, we need this instead of a Pepsi in front of us or a Coke, or anything else. Give me water, Super Bowl 58. That's my primary complaint. Give me water or give me death. Also, as Hutton said, this is like a carton of cigarettes if you're in prison here. You can barter with yeah. this uh, on Radio Row every single time. It's the canteen. So my primary complaint is a conspiracy theory I have after our flight <laughs> from Nashville to Vegas. This is awesome. Bear with me here. And people might think I'm insane, but don't care because I firmly believe this. I believe that we were subjected to, on a Southwest flight, intentional turbulence in order to allow the flight attendant staff to only do one drink run on the entire flight. You can usually fly above a lot of turbulence, but this was the longest amount of time to reach cruising speed and cruising altitude I have ever encountered. We had two separate 45-minute jaunts 
of total turbulence. I'm talking if you're air sick, you were sick with this turbulence. And each time I just found it very convenient that you got a four-hour flight. Maybe you're a little bit understaffed with the flight attendants, but, you know, hey, this would be a nice way to not have them go out there more than once to throw peanuts at people, to take drink orders, to give them a drink. I don't know, over a four-hour flight, maybe a second drink would have been possible. I am convinced that our pilot on Southwest (laughs) intentionally tanked the flight to help out the flight attendant crew. There's no way to prove this is true. I may be, you know, crying over something that absolutely isn't true. Don't care. I will believe this until proven otherwise. I don't want to hear about wind changes when we should be at cruising altitude above the weather at some point. I don't want to hear about all this. The final descent into Las Vegas started in Oklahoma is what I was told. (laughs) We were somewhere over Stillwater, Oklahoma, and the final descent began, and we started hitting turbulence from that point on. Hey, guys, we're cruising over Santa Fe, New Mexico. Any minute now, we'll get through this turbulence. I'm thinking, I'd love another drink right about now. That'd be great if they could move, and they didn't have the seatbelt sign on the whole time. Hudden, it's my primary complaint. Call it a conspiracy theory. Call me an idiot. uh, Don't give a damn. It's hilarious I'm telling you. The flight was intentionally tanked. It's an hilarious theory. Um, I maybe you think every flight would be like that though. I'd love for a pilot to tweet us and admit that this has happened before. I mean, how about you know, we'll just fly at this see, level, have a little bit of turbulence, that way we can put the fasten seatbelt sign on, dedication and Jeff, shut these people up. The dedication of the mom with the newborn. Oh, when she, she was oh, walking she's the baby, walking the aisle during the turbulence, which is it, it was rough. It's not the worst I've been in. It certainly wasn't easy. Um, I understand why they're strapped in. And oh, yeah. you have the mom who is dedicated to keeping the baby silent. I thank you, ma'am. Yeah, that's I, I praise you. Only for a your maternal instinct. To everyone on this flight. Yeah, maternal instinct could and her could balance kick in and do that. was exceptional. She had a very wide gate as she was doing yeah. it to stay balanced. I was very impressed that she didn't yeah. weeble wobble over I mean, at she, any point. She she deserves the, the second round of drinks. And this was a young on everyone baby. on this flight. Right. Yeah. It was crying for the first duration when it was easy to fly. And then as soon as the turbulence started, she was walking the aisle front to back. I'm like, what is going on here? Um, big, I, 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 was looking, I was waiting for her to fall. Big Jeff, Jeffrey Simmons of the Titans, was on our flight. And Hutton just said, um, what do you think Jeffrey Simmons is thinking if he's next to this woman? He's right across from With her. a baby, like right across the way? <laughs> and uh, I, think I, Jeff, I, feel, I feel for any parent. You think, uh, when Jeff it's gets, their kid that's doing that? It's Southwest. You think Jeff got two seats? Did he get two drinks is the question. Whatever he Did wants. they make a special exception? There's a grizzly bear. For the grizzly, they said, uh, get this grizzly bear a, a second <laughs> cocktail. If this man wants another Jameson's and Sprite, then we'll get it for him. I don't know what he drinks, but or if yeah. he was drinking. But I bet he got whatever amount of drinks he wanted on that flight. Uh, yes, uh, no question. Chad, um, ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers going to get whatever they want in, in terms of the, the price tag for the joint venture to launch the, the streaming sports service. That is coming as soon as later this year, and it's a direct-to-consumer model that's exactly what ESPN and Disney have been discussing in regards to ESPN. Um, It's what the NFL has wanted for a a media partner to jump in and get NFL Network and uh, NFL Media pushed into a direct-to-consumer location like this, and that was announced prior to this Warner Brothers Fox involvement, too. This is where we're headed, and my initial reaction... It will be them and Netflix. They're looking to turn a profit. Netflix is the only one doing it right now in the streaming game. It will be this and Netflix that will turn a profit. What if um, something I thought about with this bundle, 
with uh, Time Warner and ESPN and everything going into that, which yep. is what? Hulu, HBO Max. It'll, yes. And uh, who has uh, Bleacher Report and has NBA Turner. And then um, there's uh, Disney Plus. Right? And then Disney. Yeah, Disney with ESPN yep. and their properties. I thought, is the next bundle going to be Netflix, Apple, and Amazon to bundle whatever live sports they have and create? Because initially my thought is, great, well, I want to streamline things that makes it easily accessible to bounce back and forth between live games, right, on a streamer. Yes. And it's hard to do that now because you've got to go from one to the other. So I like this concept. But something else jumped out to me. Austin Karp, who's a great sports media insider, said, I'm being told this is not separate of the ESPN direct-to-consumer platform that's going to be launched. This is something separate of that. But it, it's, So ESPN is going to put some of their properties on this, but then the main ones will go to this other new thing, which I don't like. Well, all the, you'll have every property will still have what they have. They have deals with the NFL. Uh, ESPN's paying them $2.7 billion annually for the next 10 years. Yeah. They're going to keep paying that. That's locked in. But you still have other programs. You're partnered into this as well for where it's headed. And, um, I mean, if I'm Netflix, do, I don't want to partner with Amazon. I want to put them out. I want to take them out. So if, yeah. if, I'm, if I'm jumping in and I'm the one making the profit, I'll be the solo tent, uh, I'll be the flagpole, and I'll still buy into live sports, and I'll push everyone else out because that's what I can do that they can't do. They need partnership. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't throw in the live raft. They are live golf right now, Netflix. Yeah. No, it, it, you're right. The competitive aspect of it could be that they're never going to collaborate, those tech giants, uh, because they want to destroy the other one, and that, that may be the case. Again, though, what, on its face, I think, great, hallelujah, I'm subscribing to most of these anyways. Combine them, makes it easier on the consumer. But then I start hearing about, but ESPN is also going to have a separate thing that's not a part of this bundle that's going to be their eventual direct-to-consumer with NFL products, and I'm thinking, that's just another way to get you twice. Can I list all the networks real quick that will be a part of this? Yes. Well, we know the networks. Here are the channels. ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, SEC Network, ACC Network, ESPN News, ABC Fox, FS1, FS2, Big Ten Network, TNT, TBS, True TV, and ESPN+. Plus. So they, they, by doing this part, you get... Um, NCAA Tournament. NBA, yeah. with the way they're negotiating that. There's hockey now. There's NHL on TNT. And, of course, the, the NFL. Plus college football. Yeah. You know, that they've... They've circled the wagons here. And they're saying later this year, I'm assuming that means football season. And is this... Right? Defo- is when this it says later this year launch, I'm assuming in time for football. That's it, yeah, later. And I was also say, is this to pull money together to go after the college football playoff? Could because be. all the money is allocated to the NFL now. The college football playoff media rights agreement is coming up for negotiations. And it's all over. And you negotiate openly uh, for the next, what, uh, two years of this. And then it's wide open for anyone to jump in. And if they pull their money together, they have a better chance of doing it yes. together. Chad, back at it tomorrow. Loaded show starting at 4 o'clock Eastern, live right here on Radio Row. Catch every show with great guests. Coverage from Las Vegas. Outkick.com slash watch is where you go. Um, and everything on demand, the social media platforms, plus YouTube on the Outkick channel. Join us tomorrow, live right here, same time, same place.